Oh, what is the upskies, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the GX WrestleCast. We are on episode 53, and this is my weekly recap show where I go through all of the major WWE and AEW shows and give you the recap, let you know what's going on in both of the companies, give you a little review, and yeah, try to try my best to keep you up to date with what's going on in the two biggest companies in wrestling right now because there is so much wrestling right now, it's really hard to keep up. And, well, I have enough time to keep up just a little bit, so I'm going to do my best to keep you all informed. And at the end of the show, I give out my three stars of the week for whichever three matches I feel like were the best. So let's dive right into it. Let's go with Monday Night Raw. They were in Little Rock, Arkansas. My goodness, the Bloodline kick it off. They are out there without Roman Reigns, but they do have Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman announces a temporary alliance with the Judgment Day to deal with each other's issues. Solo and Rhea Ripley had this like really funny stare-off moment. I, I enjoy that. I would really like those two to fight. That would be awesome. That's a thumbs up. First, Solo is going to deal with Rey Mysterio and that issue. Uh, it was an okay opener. I mean, interesting alliance for right now. I mean, more than likely someone's going to turn on the other one, but who's going to do it first? So we have our first match of the night is Solo Sokoa versus Rey Mysterio. We got uh, Solo catches Ray off of the springboard attempt into a Samoan drop. Really nicely done right there. Uso comes down to distract Ray Mysterio. They are stopped by the LWO. Solo hits the Samoan spike, pins, and wins. I mean, it was a solid comeback for Rey Mysterio, as usual. It's just kind of how he does it, but he gets stomped out by Solo tonight. It was a solid match overall. Crowd absolutely loving Rey Mysterio, as always. Then the Bloodline beat down the LWO and Rey Mysterio, checking them off of the list of problems. Pretty good. We move on to Bianca Belair versus Dakota Kai with damage control. Dakota puts on an impressive performance here against the champion, but Bianca hits the KOD for the W, and it was a solid match. Like, I like that they're kind of branching out Dakota and Io from Bailey. I mean, I really like damage control, but... Io should be a superstar. She should be up there with Asuka. She is so freaking talented. Dakota, she's, I don't think she's quite on the level of Io, but um, she's pretty good here. I, I like it, but uh, I don't know how I feel about damage control potentially breaking up. I, I don't know, man. They have the draft coming up, so there's like a really, really good chance that they're going to get split up at some point here. We got Paul Heyman now. He checks on Judgment Day or... Yeah, he checks on Judgment Day to see if they are satisfied with the job that they did with Rey Mysterio and the LWO. Finn Balor says, eh. Paul Heyman is baffled by the eh. He's like, eh. He says, eh. It's like, oh man, that was freaking hilarious. I loved it. Thumbs up for that. We move on. It is Cody Rhodes. He summons Brock Lesnar to the ring, but instead he is greeted by Adam Pierce. Boo! Tomato, tomato. Adam Pierce pleads with, or pleads? Is that how you say it? I don't know. Pleads with Cody not to fight. He's not medically clear. Anyway, Brock arrives. He is cosplaying as the Undertaker. Like, he's got this ridiculous duster on. He's got the hat. It looks good. I mean, he looks good. Thumbs up. I'll give him a thumbs up. Pierce gives Rhodes the match against Brock Lesnar at Backlash. Cody still flips out. He tries to get his hands on Brock Lesnar, but the security actually stops him. Wow. Cody destroys 86 security guards and then calls Brock Lesnar a coward. 
Whoa, bro. That's that's too far, Cody. That's that's a deep cut right there. Anyway, Brock is making consistent appearances at the moment. Uh, all he did, though, was just stand there. He giggled a little bit. And it was a really good fired-up performance here from Cody Rhodes, as usual. It was an okay segment. You know, the usual beat the crap out of the security guards. But, but with the twist of the security actually, like preventing Cody from getting his hands on Brock, so I don't know, I mean, pretty much all the work is getting done by Cody Rhodes right here, and I mean, he's doing a good job, it's okay. We got the Miz versus Seth frickin' Rollins, Miz attacks Seth before the bell, we got a really nice double knees to the face move in the corner from the Miz, I don't know what that was, I've never seen him, I don't think I've seen him do that before, it was a cool move, I liked it. Then The Miz tries a top rope skull-crushing finale. Seth reverses that into the superplex falcon-arrow combo. Fucking love that move. He hits the stomp, pins, and wins. I mean, goddamn, The Miz yet again putting on a good match. I mean, with Seth Rollins, I mean, of course Seth is going to have a good match. But The Miz, dude, he is, he's freaking good. It was a really good match. I enjoyed it. Lots of counters. There were some really close near falls. The crowd was chanting Seth's song the whole entire time without Seth forcing them to do it so there you go I really like this match seven and a half out of thing now we move on it is Kevin Owens Sami Zayn and Matt Riddle they're talking some strategy backstage Kevin Owens being very impatient with Riddle's like stoner talk I understand it like sometimes like if I'm not stoned and I'm talking to someone who's like really stoned and they're going off with their weird conspiracy theories and stuff it could be a little bit annoying so kind of that situation's going on anyway Riddle turns into intense Matt Riddle. He's going to bring it when it's time. Eh. I mean, it, eh. It was okay. It was an okay. I don't... I don't know. Riddle, he's... um, he's He doesn't really have a very convincing, serious tone to him. He's just... He's a goofy-looking guy. He looks like a stoner. He is a stoner. Uh, he can legitimately kick your ass, but... Um, eh. Moving on, we got Bobby Lashley versus Austin Theory. Non-title match here. Bobby locks in the Hurt Lock out of nowhere. Bronson Reed attacks. Lashley uh, attacks him. The match is disqualified. Reed continues to beat down Bobby Lashley. Lashley tries to put the Hurt Lock on Bronson, but Austin Theory comes in to assist Bronson Reed, continuing to make Bronson look like a pretty legitimate threat right here. I like the idea of Bronson versus Bobby. It's going to be a, a good to sol- a solid to good big Haas match. I mean, Bronson Reed, he's uh, he's really awesome. I uh, There's some potential here for it to be pretty good. I don't know, maybe they're teasing uh, Austin Theory, maybe higher or working with Bronson Reed to kind of add some muscle to him. I don't know. That, that'd be fine. I'd be okay with that. We got Trish Stratus. She is out here. She cuts a heel promo. She claims she is the only reason for the women's revolution. Blah, blah, blah. We've heard this stuff before. Trish didn't like getting the sidekick treatment from Becky. And she wants to be recognized as the GOAT. The greatest of all time. I mean, it's really nice to see Trish playing the heel again. That's like her natural role. She's really good at it. And it was a pretty good promo. It was not bad. The crowd was... They were wudding the whole entire time, though, man. Like, Arkansas, come on now. That's, that shit's really annoying. Uh, pretty solid. I mean, not too bad. I like Trish Stratus. I don't think she's the GOAT. Or, I mean, the whole time she was fighting, like, Lita. I always liked Lita better than Trish Stratus. But Trish is good. She's a good story because she basically came into the company green as grass. And she worked her ass off to become one of the best uh, of her generation. So, I mean, there's a lot of respect to be had for Trish Stratus. But we'll move on. It is Mia Yim 
and Candice LeRae versus Chelsea Green and Sonya Deville. The tag team champions Liv and Raquel come down to watch the competition, and a wild Nikki Cross appears in the crowd. Nice to see her. Chelsea hits a jumping unprettier, unprettier on Mia for the W. I will not call it kill switch. That's stupid. It's the unprettier. Awesome move. Uh, quick match right here. Again, eh. It was eh. Not much to say about it. Uh, they do appear to be trying to build a women's tag team division right now. It's um, it's definitely in a rebuild phase. We've got a lot of just new tag teams kind of developing into something. we got... Uh, brand new tag team champions and Liv and Raquel, they're a brand new team so it's uh, its getting—it's starting to roll a little bit, at least they're giving it a little bit of effort and some uh, some time, which is nice, so that's cool and then Green blasts Liv right in the face with a cup of water and then she cheeses it, that was fucking hilarious, got it right in the mouth, I mean it wasn't as good as Dom on his sister at Wrestlemania, but that shit, that shit was good, I love a good cup of water in the face, the disrespect levels, and her running away, I mean, Chelsea Green, I like her, man, since she's come back, I've enjoyed her, pretty good, we got Baron, Baron Corbin backstage being a dick, he is scaring the prophets about being split up at the draft, and then here he comes, baby, the MVP, the underground MVP of the WWE, it's Tazawa. He giggles. He says no one wants Baron because he sucks. Sick burn, Tazawa. You the best. You just keep being you, dog. Thumbs up. Now we got, it is the main event time. It is a six-man tag. The Judgment Day versus Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and Matt Riddle. Ripley turns Kevin Owens inside out with a clothesline on the outside. I fucking, I love that. I mean, Kevin Owens selling the clothesline hard. Good shit right there. That's a thumbs up. Riddle takes a nasty choke slam on the apron from Damien. Ripley just keeps interfering with Kevin on the outside. Or uh, she just keeps interfering in general. Kevin gets really angry about it. He throws a jacket right at her. I mean, that's, again, that's hilarious. Good stuff. The referee finally ejects Ripley. Things start to get crazy. Kevin, Sammy, and Riddle hit their finishers, pins, and they win the match. It was a fun main event. Some nasty bumps in there. At one point, Dom like bunk- bonked his head really good. Uh, but it was an enjoyable match. I liked it. Seven out of ten. And then we got the brawl. The classic brawl breaks out after the match. LWO and Rey Mysterio out for the assist. They whoop the Judgment Day and the Bloodline a little bit. And that's the end of the show. I thought it was a pretty solid Raw overall. I mean, like I said, they're kind of... Building up a women's tag team division on the fly, it's it's meh, there's kind of some meh stuff going on, but I do really like the LWO versus Judgment Day stuff, Matt Riddle getting involved with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn, I mean, it's kind of, they're kind of wedging them in there, it's, it's again, it's kind of eh, but uh, not too bad, six and a half out of ten for Monday Night Raw. We'll move on now to NXT 2.0. We start the show off hot with a massive brawl between the men's tag team division. You got the Creed Bros standing tall alone in the ring as the dust settles through all this madness. Now we go into the match. It's the Dyad versus the Creeds versus Gallus for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Oh yeah, baby. We're, We're starting off hot. Starting off hot. There you go. Jeez. Ivy Nile gets knocked over by accident. Creed's hit this really awesome cannonball doomsday device thing. I mean, that was fucking awesome. Thumbs up for that move. But they are distracted by Ivy getting knocked over. She's selling the injury. So Gallus swoop in. They steal the victory and they successfully 
defend their titles. This was a really good match, man. The fast-paced action, all three teams given a really good performance. I'm a big old fan of all three of these teams, especially now I have even more appreciation for the Dyad, realizing that they are, in fact, the, the grizzled young veterans. I just, oh, fuck yeah, this was some good shit. Uh, I like that they made uh, Gallus look smart in the end. I mean, I didn't overly love the finish, but it was interesting. It was semi-different. I mean, yeah, not too bad. I want to see these teams continue onward. Seven and a half out of ten. Creed's have beef with the Dyads for knocking over Ivy Nile, so they are probably going to be continuing their fight with each other. I don't know if they're going to be fighting with uh, the champs anymore. Gallus is probably going to move on to somebody else, but regardless, I mean, again, the NXT men's tag team division is popping. I really like it. We got Nathan Frazier doing a talk show thing, kind of weird, unexpected, in the in the style of John Oliver, like last week tonight, kind of that... You know, if you if you know, you know. I'm not gonna really explain it, but um, it was it was okay. I just really didn't expect Nathan Frazier to uh, do that thing. And bro, his hairline was just so so distracting. He it's so receded. I mean, that it's gonna be a it's gonna be a rough goodbye between that man and his hair. But anyway, it was an okay segment. And now we got Noam Dar versus Miles Bourne. Uh, Miles takes one hell of a knee right to the face. I mean, whew, that looked like it hurt. Dar hits a kick and gets the W here. Basically a squash match with a with a really nice knee to the face. So that was cool. We got Briggs begging Kiana to talk to Jensen. Kiana, being a bitch about it, just eventually brings out the new and approved Jensen with his new makeover. Honestly, he looks like a goof, uh, but he tells Briggs to beat it and get the hell out of here. I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Um, pretty solid performance here from Briggs. I mean, he was emotional. He had that, like, twinkle in his eye. Like, guy could do some, like, uh, what do you call that? Early, mid-afternoon soap opera stuff. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see it. I could see it. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, pretty all right. I'll give him a thumbs up for that. But honestly, what the fuck has happened with this tag team? Like, out of all the new tag teams that have been introduced to the NXT roster over the last, like, year and a half, these guys were not the ones I was expecting to have this weird drama thing going on. But um, they're going with it. They're really going with it. It's um, it's getting better. I mean, Jensen with the big, eh, I don't know, it's fine. We got Odyssey Jones coming out for his match. He gets absolutely... Speared out of nowhere by Braun Breaker, just fucking split him in half. Boo! What the hell, Braun? Braun calls the crowd fat rednecks and Chase You are a bunch of clowns. Oh my goodness, Braun. Duke with the big Duke energy. I love that. Uh, he tells Braun to keep Chase's you. Chase U's name out of your mouth going full freaking Will Smith right here. Duke challenges Braun to a match at Spring Break-In. Braun accepts this. Whoa, was that a voice crack from me right there? That's fucked up. Okay, uh, loved Duke with his, uh, he was freaking hilarious right here. I love the big Duke energy thing. He doesn't say that, but there's a, a sign that says it behind him. I like that. And I like, I like Braun Breaker. I really am enjoying him so far as a heel. Some pretty solid chirps right there. Not too bad. I like the segment. Thumbs up. We got pretty deadly. They call out the D'Angelo family, even though it's a family of two. I mean, they, the D'Angelo family's got to get some more members, dog. I mean, whew, I'm pushing for it, but it's it's just not happening. Anyway, pretty deadly claim that they will be sleeping with the fishes. Oh my God, they're gonna murder people. They're gonna murder people. That's too far. Now we got Roxanne Perez versus Zoe Stocks. 
Perez comes to life after getting bullied by Zoe for a majority of the match. Perez with a nice reversal on the Z360 attempt by Zoe. She hits the pop, pop rocks, pins, and wins. Big comeback here for Roxanne and a really solid match overall. I mean, once Perez got into the fight, the intensity turned up. We got some nice counters, some good chemistry between both of the women. Just the beginning was just a straight-up beatdown on Perez. Kind of slow, methodical, a little boring, but the uh, NXT Women's Champ Indy Hartwell comes down, and she wants to give Perez a shot at the title at Spring Break-In. What the hell? Perez gladly accepts, but then Tiffany Stratton, she comes down. She ain't having none of that shit. They argue about it. So Indy calls Tiffany a bimbo, just straight up. That was fucking hilarious and she says she is going to fight them both i mean fuck yeah indy that was dope hilarious right there thumbs up for you we move on to grayson waller getting interviewed all i remember from that interview was him doing a hilarious american accent i freaking love when europeans or people that just don't have a normal american accent they do an american accent it's so freaking funny oh my god thumbs up for you grayson we got Von Wagner begging Mr. Stone to stay with him and that he is finally ready to listen to Mr. Stone. And Mr. Stone is... He is convinced. Uh, they appear to be friends again. Uh, Okie dokie then. We got Gigi Dolan versus Cora Jade. On paper, this makes me a little bit wet. I have a big old crush on both of these women. Anyway, we got JC Jane. She gets involved with this match. Gigi whoops her ass, throws her into Booker T, and the book man is down. He's down. He's selling it hard. He's hurt. Cora takes advantage, hits the DDT, pins, and wins. I mean... Even though I have a big old crush on you two, this match was eh. It was kind of eh. Not, not a lot going on. The interference was pretty quick into this one. I was hoping for a lot more, but uh, obviously the Gigi Dolan and JC Jane, it's taking more importance, so her matches just keep getting interfered with. So will you two just kind of get your thing going so we can have Cora Jade and Gigi fight each other? Because that would be hot. That'd be hot. And then here comes Lyra Valkyria. She calls out Cora for a match. I mean, eh. But then we got Eddie Thorpe. He's getting interviewed. He talks about uh, his hard road to NXT, dealing with the stereotypes thrown at him throughout his career, being a Native American wrestler. So Damon Kemp shows up. He says that he is impressed with him. So are they going to be friends in the future? I mean, I doubt it. Damon Kemp is kind of a dirtbag. And if Eddie Thorpe is going to be a babyface, they're probably going to fight with each other, which I'm fine with. I'll be okay. We got Jensen and Kiana. They come to Henley's bar to act like a couple of douchebags. And then they end up challenging them to a mixed tag team match at spring break-in. The challenge is accepted. So here we go. I want them to have like, I don't know. It has to have some sort of like spring theme or maybe like a bar, some sort of bar room brawl. It's got to be something. It's got to be something. That's all I'm going to say. It's, it's just got to be something more than just a mixed tag team. With with all the bullshit that we've gone through with this storyline that's been going on for months now, I want like, I don't know, pool noodles. I'm picturing pool noodles and like a blow-up pool or something like that with pudding. I don't know. Okay, Dijak versus Apollo Crews. Dijak backflips out of a German suplex and then takes Apollo's head off with a beautiful fucking disc spinning big boot thing i don't know Un looks incredible thumbs up for that dijack hits the massive choke slam but apollo kicks out at two somehow 
Uh, so Dijak hits the Feast Your Eyes, pins, and wins. This is a good, hard-hitting fight right here. I mean, my boy, Dijak, he gets it done. And, dude, Dijak's finisher should just be that big boot. Whatever that... Whatever it is, that should be it. It looks awesome. Looks way better than Feast Your Eyes. Just just do that. And it was a good match. Seven at that. We got Dijak continues to beat down on Apollo Crews after the match. So here comes Ilya Dragunov for the save. Oh my god, yes. Please give me Ilya Dragunov versus Dijak. That would be amazing. And we got JC Jane. She delivers a nice quick heel promo on her way to the car or some shit. Uh, claiming that Gigi abandoned her brother and her mama is a drug addict. I mean, what the fuck? We got people getting called bimbos. We got drug addicts. Oh, baby, this shit is getting rated 14A. We got Charlie Dempsey with Drew Gulak versus Wesley for the North American Championship. Gulak, like a dick, attacks Wesley before the bell. We got Dempsey grinding down Lee for a while, keeping... Wesley grounded, and then eventually Wesley gets his shit going, he finds some momentum, he knocks Drew off of the apron, hits the cardiac kick on Charlie, pins and retains. I like Dempsey, but I don't know, his style did not go well with Lee in this one, it just wasn't feeling it, it was too slow, And but it was a good story, I mean a big old mountain for Wesley to climb, he overcomes it, and then Drew and Dempsey attack Wesley after the match, they... Because they're sore losers. They don't they don't want to freaking lose. And so they attack, and no one comes out to save Wesley. So there you go. We got the Dawn and Stax. They are angry about their clothes getting wrecked by Pretty Deadly. Revenge will be head. Now we move on. It's the Grayson Waller effect with special guest. NXT champion Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams. Waller being rude to his guests. Hayes fires back. Claims Waller has accomplished nothing in his career. Grayson Waller, not gonna lie, he was pretty he was pretty shook by that. He didn't like that. They take turns with the trash talk. I don't know. At this at this point, I'm getting like a weird nostalgia for that MTV show, Yamama. I don't know if anybody remembers that show, but it had um Fez from that 70s show. He was the host. I watched the shit out of that show and I was getting just getting fucking nostalgia for that. Anyway, uh, it was an alright Waller effect. Trick I like you, buddy. I like you, but you did not need to be out there. He was just kind of in the background doing his, yeah, thing. I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. Um, I just It should have been just time for Carmelo to be out there. Let him shine. We don't need the hype man anymore. Carmelo can talk for himself. And that's the end of the show. It was an enjoyable NXT this week. The opening was absolutely carnage with that freaking insane men's tag team division right now. They're hot. I'm really digging uh, Braun Breaker right now as a heel. That's pretty fun. Gigi and Jane heating up, and the Kiana Henley storyline continues to go on. Um, still not still not that into it. Uh, Jensen, like I said, he looks like a dummy. I miss the old Briggs and Jensen, man, when they're just drinking, having a good time, being goofballs. Like, yeah. Those were the good days. Anyway, it was a good show. Seven out of ten. We'll move on to Dynamite there in Pittsburgh. Jungle Boy, Sammy Guevara, and Darby Allen all in the ring again. Each one takes turns turns trash-talking each other. They all claim they're going to be the next AEW champion. So you know what that means. Here comes MJF. He comes out, tells the ladies to stop fighting over him, and they're going to have themselves a little tournament to determine the number one contender. 
So they draw a name out of the hat. It's Darby. He gets his name drawn out, and he gets a bye for the next round. So easy peasy. He's off to the next round. Sweet. So that means Jungle Boy and Sammy Guevara will fight later tonight in the main event. It was a good opening segment. I really enjoy watching the the pillars uh, using each other right now to build each other up. I really, really enjoy that. I could, I can go for these four, three, four guys coming out and starting the show every week. That's I, I'm digging it. We move on. It's the Outcast versus Jamie Hader and Britt Baker. So we got the big hometown pop for Britt Baker going bananas for her. Soraya, throughout the whole match, getting involved on the outside. She bonks Britt Baker on the head with the title. Tony hits Storm Zero pins, and Britt kicks out. Oh my god, I I lost it, and then the crowd loses it. Britt comes back with a Panama Sunrise, applies the lockjaw on Ruby. She taps instantly. Britt and my boo, Jamie Hayter, win again. Good fun match. I mean, the crowd was super duper fired up for Britt Baker. Couple pretty wild near falls there. Hard hitting match. I enjoyed it. Seven out of ten. We got Wardlow getting interviewed. He introduces the returning Arn Anderson as his new manager. So, okay, fine. I mean, everyone's got to have a partner, I guess, in this company. You can't just be alone. So, Wardlow uh, latching on to Arn Anderson. We'll see how long that lasts. We got the Elite. They are in the ring. Kenny Omega looking super ethereal. He calls out the Blackpool Combat Club. Danielson appears on the screen as the distraction. And then the rest of the Blackpool, they sneak up behind the Elite and the attack is on. Big Brawl takes place. Blackpool overwhelm the Elite. Danielson comes out to trash talk everybody. And then here comes... Don Callis from the dead. Oh my god, I'm so happy he's alive. Uh, He runs down with a chair, but he immediately regrets that decision. He turns around, runs away, but he returns with Takeshka. Oh baby, Takeshka comes down. He helps the elite beat up the Blackpool. And bro, is Takeshka an official member of the elite now? Like, oh, I think it's official. And that's a. I think that's a really fucking good fit. Got a good brawl here. I enjoyed that. More hatred between these two teams. And then you're adding in Takeshka in the mix. Oh, baby. Just just let them fight. I need this now. Put it. Put a ladder in there. I don't care. It doesn't, doesn't have to have a ladder, but it's going to be good. And, man, Blackpool just really, really turning into a bunch of hooligans right now. Whose head is going to get split open next? Probably not Don's, but someone's. Now we got Wardlow with Arn Anderson versus Powerhouse Hobbs with QT Marshall in the in the group for the TNT Championship. So the match makes it makes its way out into the crowd for a little detour for a little bit. They make their way back. QT gets scared off by Arn Anderson. He walks right into a super kick from Penta and then a DDT from Arn Anderson. Whew, goddamn. Wardlow hits the powerbomb symphony on Hobbs pins. And we got a new TNT champion. It is Wardload. He is now a three-time TNT champion. Goodness gracious. It was a good big hoss match. I mean, clubbing blows all over the place. Impressive high-flying spot from Wardlow. I mean, I I want to see him fight Jeff Hardy and see who has the better Swanton Bomb. Because I think Wardlow has the better Swanton Bomb. It's gorgeous. Seven out of ten. And then Christian and Luchasaurus, they come out to stare at Wardlow. So, okay, I guess they're setting up maybe Luchasaurus versus Wardlow. That's good. That would be fucking awesome, man. I want that. Yes, please. 
We got MJF. He tries to work out a deal with Sammy Guevara. If Sammy lies down, takes the loss tonight, he will give him a shot at the title guaranteed. Guevara says, hell to the na na. MJF, <laughs> MJF asks again. This time he offers him a blank check. Sammy puts a stupid amount of money on it, judging by MJF's reaction. Really funny right here, but he agrees to it. So, I don't know, it was a funny little moment right here. I'll give it a thumbs up. We move on to Switchblade Jay White making... I feel like he's been here before, but he's back again in AEW. He is going up against Commander. So Commander with his just fucking stupid rop, uh, rope walk, rop walk, rope walk. Uh, he hits a lovely shooting star press with a springboard and then a 450. I mean, Jesus, man, what a freaking combo from that guy. Double thumbs up. Fuck it. Jay White kicks out of all of that, hits the Blade Runner for the W. I mean, yeah, I mean, it was a a little bit of a disappointing ending to the match, but dude, if you have not seen Commander perform, it is a must. This dude is insane. I, I, there's only, I want to see him versus Grand Metalik and see you again, <laughs> the Battle of the Swanton, and then these two guys in the Battle of the Rope Walking, Tightrope, Unbelievable. High flyingness. Anyway, so it was a really good match. Seven and a half out of ten. And then Sean Spears starts brawling with Juice Robinson. Out comes Ricky Starks to even the odds as my cat yells in the background, letting me know that he has completed his shit. Thank you. Thank you for letting me know that. We got okay. FTR is gonna be a te- they're gonna team up with uh double J and uh Jay Lethal for- with uh four Mark Briscoe. My cat is really throwing me off. We got Chris Jericho and Adam Cole. They go face-to-face. Cole starts out being really nice because he grew up loving Chris Jericho. It's his idol. And then Chris shits all over him. So there you go. Cole calls Chris a fickle, stupid idiot. I love that. I mean, calling Chris Jericho a stupid idiot, the irony in that because that's Chris Jericho's thing, the look on Jericho's face, unfreaking believable That's a thumbs up. Cole is upset, so they start to brawl for a little bit. Garcia comes out to team up on Cole. And then here comes the hometown girl. It's Britt Baker. Runs down. Slaps Chris Jericho in the face. And then the outcasts pop out from underneath the ring. Oh my god. They beat the bejesus out of Britt. Jericho raises their hands. So, like, are the outcasts aligning themselves with the Jericho Appreciation Society? Are they going to be entertainers? Or is just like just for tonight kind of deal? I don't know. Anyway... Uh, Britt needs assistance getting out of the ring, so she's hurt. I don't know. If she, I don't think she's legitimately hurt. I think it's just for storyline purposes. Now we move on. It is the Jericho Appreciation Society, Jake Haggard, Angelo, and Daddy Magic versus the Acclaimed and Daddy Ass. Jericho Appreciation Society use a loaded comb, like a hair comb thing. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, Daddy Ass obliterates the comb. He destroys it. The Acclaimed hit the mic drop for the W. They claimed are free, so they can scissor now as much as they want. So if they lost this match, there'd be no scissoring, no more of that. They would have to join with the JAS, but it's fine. We can, everyone's, it's okay. They can scissor as much as they want. It's all good. Fun little match. It was short, but sweet. We got the main event now. It is Sammy Guevara with Ty Mello versus Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy off of the top rope, catches Sammy into a Canadian Destroyer. I mean, dude, that was so 
fucking nice looking. That was gorgeous. Did not, I didn't like, I didn't think that was the move he was going for there. Like off the top rope. Holy shit. That was awesome. Thumbs up for that. Guevara. Then he hits this. I don't know what the fuck this was. It was like a crazy backplex into like a DDT. The cell there from Jungle Boy was fucking horrifying. Uh, thumbs up for that. Also, just Jesus, be careful. There were so many fucking neck bumps in this one. Sammy kicks Jungle Boy off the top rope. He goes flying headfirst into a table. Just another scary bump. MJF out of nowhere clocks Jungle Boy with the big ring, causing him to get counted out, and Sammy Guevara wins. And he is going to face Darby Allen next week. Oh, baby. This was a great match. The amount of scary head bumps, though. Oh, my God. It was uh, scarily high. There was, <laughs> there was a couple of those. Fantastic selling, though, from both of these guys. I mean, the pillars, man. They're bringing the best out of each other. They continue to put on matches like this. All four of these guys are going to be fucking superstars if they're arguably already. I mean, Jungle Boy, he's on the cusp. Sammy Guevara, he's on the cusp. Darby Allen, I think, is right there to become, like, the next um, John Moxley, maybe. And then we got MGF. He's a fucking superstar. So, yeah. And that is it for the show. That's an 8 out of 10 for the match. And it was a really good Dynamite this week. Just uh, held up there by the pillars. Really strong wrestling. Good promos. 7.5 out of 10 for Dynamite. And now we will move on to Rampage because they decided, hey, we're going to have our show at 10.30 on a Saturday night. That's just, thank you so much for that. So they started out with Moxley versus Christopher Daniels. Daniels hits the... Angel's wings, but he's too slow to get the cover there. Moxley ends up kicking out. Then Moxley locks in the choke. Daniels passes out. Moxley wins. It was a good opening match between a couple of veterans right here. I mean, I hope they go back into having John Moxley opening up Rampage every week again. That was awesome. This is a good match. 7 out of 10. We got Jeff Hardy and friends in the ring. Jeff is all fired up. He tells us that he's back after scaring everybody with a fake retirement announcement. That was funny. I didn't think he was going to retire, but that was good. Then Stokely Hathaway appears on screen as the firm sneak attack Hardy and friends. So they're probably going to be getting into a program here. We got Kira Hogan versus Julia Hart. Got a nice kip, kip up and a standing moonsault from Julia, all while pulling off the death stare the whole time. That's good stuff. Hart locks in the submission. Hogan taps out. Impressive performance for Hart. Short match right here, so there's not really too much to say. Anna Jay runs down to brawl with Julia a little bit until they are pulled apart. Moxley slams Daniel's head into a locker like 37 times randomly backstage just to show off how much of a hooligan he is. Got an eight-man tag team match. Double J, Jay Lethal, FNFTR versus... Oh, God. Tony Nese, Slim J, Davari, and Josh Woods. Double J and Lethal argue with FTR. Throughout the match, they're still able to win it, but yeah, not really, not that good. I'm not into this whole thing right now with Double J and Jeff Jarrett. It's kind of lame. And then the arguing continues after the match. Briscoe comes down to calm everybody down. And now it is time for our main event. It is... Dralistico with LFI, whoever the fuck those guys are, versus Vikingo. Vikingo crashes and burns hard onto the ramp. Like, I think that was like the first move that he did. Just flat backs onto the friggin' ramp. That looked like it hurt. LFI starts interfering with Vikingo. They all end up getting ejected, thankfully. Got a really nice diving Huracarana by Dralistico to the outside. Freaking horrible landing for both men there. I mean, oh my god. Thumbs up for that, though. 
Viking Go then hits the perfect 360 splash pins and wins, uh, excuse me, defending his championship. Very good match filled with a lot of crazy high flying. These two dudes are freaking ridiculous. Seven and a half out of ten, really good match. And that's the end of Rampage. Pretty good standard Rampage. You got the good opening match, good finishing match. A couple things in the middle there. I mean, I'm interested in Kira Hogan and Julia Hart. I'm a big fan of both of those women. I think they have a good future here, but um, they're going to have to get some more time on air. So we'll finish off with SmackDown. They're in Ohio State University or some shit. Uh, they start off with a tag team match. It is um, Finn Balor and Damian Priest versus Santos Escobar and Rey Mysterio. Rey and Santos can't figure out who the legal member of Judgment Day was. It was Damian. He choke slams Escobar for the W right here. Solid tag team match. I mean, no shenanigans from the outside. That was nice, but the ending was like kind of weird. I didn't really just felt kind of flat to me. We got Selena. She is asking Adam Pierce backstage for a shot at Ripley at Backlash for the title. I mean, fucking rights, dude. You have to do it. Adam says he's going to talk to management. Don't you even fucking do it, Adam. Like, you have to give her that match. It's in her hometown. Like, it has to be done. I don't, I don't, she doesn't have to win. She doesn't have to win the championship. I just want her to have that opportunity so people can see her wrestle because she's unfreaking believable. We get a decent hype package for Shinsuke showing off his strong style stuff. Then Karrion Cross calls him out with a promo. I mean, ugh, he's just... It's not that good. He's just not that good. Okay, moving on. Got tag team matches. Braun, Strowman, and Ricochet versus Viking Raiders with Valhalla. Strowman expresses he's going absolutely ham on the Viking Raiders on the outside. Valhalla yells at Braun, giving the Viking Raiders the advantage. They hit a huge splash. Braun out at two on that one. Ricochet gets the hot tag. He goes nuts. He nails the Swanton Bomb off of Braun Strowman for the W. Braun and Ricochet, man, they just continue to be a, a really good tag team right now. They may even be my favorite, one of my favorites in the WWE right now because they're just a really fun tag team to watch. I love their chemistry with each other, and Braun might be doing some of the best work that he's done in the WWE, question mark. I don't know, it's been a long time. He is on fire right now. He looks like he's having a lot of fun, which is a good thing. 7 out of 10, good match. We move on to a women's tag team championship match. Liv and Raquel defending against Sonya Deville and Chelsea Green. Referee catches Sonya and Green using the ropes during their pins. Liv splashes water all over Chelsea, rolls her up. Raquel assists with the pin there, and they retain their titles. Really solid tag team match right here. I was liking those big boots from Raquel. They look really good, look really devastating, so that's um, something she should continue using in her move set. And the women's tag team division starting to get a little bit of momentum right here. I mean, again, these four women right here, they're all just kind of new tag teams. They're trying their best. I mean, uh, Sonya and Chelsea Green, eh, I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to work or long term. I just don't know if the chemistry is there between the two. Again, I will throw out Chelsea Green and Carmella. I think those two would make a hilariously fun tag team together. We move on to Xavier Woods versus Gunter for the Intercontinental Championship. Gunter sends sends Imperium to the back, so that's nice. Woods hits the top rope leg drop. We got a near fall right there. Crowd is going absolutely freaking nuts for Xavier Woods right here. Woods goes for the roll up. Gunter catches Xavier in the choke. He passes out, and Gunter retains. 
Really good performance from Woods. Crowd was behind him the whole entire time. Classic hard-hitting Walter Chops. Just a classic Walter match. And maybe we're going to see a little bit of a push here for Xavier Woods. I mean, it's he's the only New Day that hasn't gotten an opportunity yet. So I, that would be pretty nice to see. I thought this was a good match. Seven at it then. We got the Usos cutting a little promo before bringing out Solo Sokoa. Jimmy right here was freaking hilarious. He was doing, um, he just kept saying, he was doing like a white kind of typical white guy accent. Like going, dude, and like, dude, it was so freaking good. Thumbs up for that. We got the main event. It is Solo versus Matt Riddle in a no disqualification match. Riddle jumps Solo from behind. It doesn't really do much to help Riddle out. Uh, Solo gets suplexed onto a couple of chairs. That just looks painful. Riddle returns the favor, flips the announce table onto Solo to crush him slightly. uh, Uso's team up on Riddle. Solo gets out of from underneath the announce table, gets back in the ring, hits Riddle with the Samoan Spike, pins and wins. It was an alright DQ match. The ending was a little bit weird, felt uh, felt rushed. Definitely looked like they were running out of time right there. Like, alright, let's just fucking hit the Spike and, and go home because we're running out of time. Uh, the Bloodline hit the 1D Riddle through the table to end the show. And yeah, it was an enjoyable SmackDown this week. That that final match, like I said, was it, it was okay. They got to give Selena that shot, though. I will I will never forgive Adam Pearce or WWE management if they don't give Selena the opportunity. If she wins, that would be incredible. I think she would fucking flourish as the champion. But doubt she's going to win, but she's got to be in that match, man. She has to be in that match. And the men's and women's tag teams doing better. And it was a pretty good SmackDown. 7 out of 10. Let's finish it off with the three stars of the week. Got one shout out before we get into the official three stars. I got to shout out The Miz versus Seth Rollins on Raw this week. I mean, I know people don't like The Miz. They think he's terrible. But the dude has been in the company for over 20 years. He's a good wrestler. He's a good performer. And he put on a good match this week against Seth Rollins. Now for the third star of the week, we're going with Dralistico versus Vikingo on Rampage. I mean, oh god, yeah. These two are insane. Uh, some of the best high-flying I've ever seen, especially Dralistico and his freaking rope-walking stuff that he does. It's absolutely out of control. You must watch these guys fight. Actually, sorry, not the, the rope-walking from Dralistico, just the the rope work in general. The rope walking goes to the second star of this week, Commander versus Jay White. Now, Commander is the guy that does the insane rope walking stuff. Oh my god, dude. If you haven't seen it, go out of your way. Check out this match. Really good stuff. Jay White, very good wrestler in his own right. Good enough for the second star this week. And the first star goes to Sammy Guevara versus Jungle Boy on Dynamite. I mean, that four pillar situation that they got going on in Dynamite right now is awesome. I really love it. I love that the four guys are bringing out the best in each other right now, and they they're having matches. They're having a little tournament right now between the the pillars to fight MJF. So we had the first match, and then next week it's going to be Guevara versus Al- Darby Allen. So that should be a really good one. Maybe it's going to be the first star of next week. We'll have to just wait and see. So that is it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We'll be back on Monday with the GamerCast. going to be doing Bayonetta this week. Freaking, that game just took my heart by storm. I had to do an episode on it, so that will be tomorrow's episode. We'll be back on Wednesday with the HockeyCast. Obviously, the NHL playoffs are on their way, so we'll be talking a lot about all the craziness that has been going on in the NHL playoffs. That'll be on Wednesday. 
And on in terms of the YouTube channel, we got the... Uh, what's it called? Resident Evil Village series has just started this weekend, so you can go over there and check that out. And yeah, that is it, everybody. It is the weekend, but not for me. I gotta go to work today, so sadly, my weekend is over, but you go you go ahead and enjoy the rest of your weekend and have yourselves a great week. We will be back tomorrow on Monday with the GamerCast. <laughs>